0: It's time for the Sharks Morning Skate with all the latest on San Jose Sharks hockey. Here are your hosts, Dan Rusinowski and Drew Ramenda. Welcome to the windy, blustery, and cold city of Chicago. It is below zero Fahrenheit, and the San Jose Sharks are also below zero as they head into the Blackhawks following a really disappointing loss in Buffalo for a variety of reasons. Now, it's interesting, Drew, after the game, Last night, the coach, David Quinn, said that he saw some improvement from the Ottawa game, but obviously not enough. But yet, that's really saying something.
1: Well, we talked about it on the broadcast, so did Brett and Randy on the television side, that uh, there was a lack of consistency in the effort and the execution of the performance from from period one to period two to period three. You mentioned it on, on the Sharks Audio Network that the Buffalo Sabres got better and the Sharks didn't. And that was pretty evident. And there's a variety of reasons for that. But the biggest reason to me is, is effort. And it's the things that we talk about all the time. It's the effort and execution. It's the attitude. The, the attitude has to be into a situation where I have to go out and make an impact every shift. To me, watching the game yesterday, Buffalo did that, and I'll pick out Jordan Greenman. I like Jordan Greenman. I'll, I'll, you said that yesterday. I'm pretty biased. I, I, I think I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of his. He tries to go out and make something happen every shift. Too often, I think, this season, and especially in this latest stretch, we've seen too many San Jose Sharks just go out and have a shift. You know me. I'm a, I've am been a critic of Alexander Barabanov for a long time. There's many things about his game that I would like to see improve. Yesterday, you saw a guy who as the game went on, tried to make an impact each and every shift. He was a guy that I talked to him yesterday after, I said, you played a good game today. That's the type of game you've got to play. Where he was aggressive along the boards, fought to keep pucks alive, took pucks to the net, shot the puck when he had the opportunity, went into the heavy traffic. I liked his game yesterday. There wasn't enough of that from other guys as well. Too Too often you go out and you're just out there. Play your 40 seconds and then you're coming off.
0: That's called being a passenger rather than a driver.
1: Right. And the other thing is, and I get you, you, know, you and I have worked together long enough where you know this. One of my pet peeves is on the ice quick, off the ice quick, as quick as you can. After you've been out there for a minute or you're a little tired. But too often, guys just came on the ice and just looked around. Okay, now where do I go? You should be totally engaged. Even when you're on the bench, you should be ready to go. So as that bang, as soon as that shift changes, you're going and you're going right to where you're supposed to go. So there was improvement, yes, because I thought they were a little bit better in their zone, but there wasn't enough. you You said it perfectly. There's too many passengers, not enough drivers.
0: You have to have that. And it's funny that you're mentioning all of this because of the way that the game progressed. It seemed like the Sabres were aware of that, and they actually took it upon themselves to say to themselves, we have too many passengers right now. Why don't we drive it a little bit more? And Greenway's a good example. Dylan Cousins was in there. Um, uh, you know, Peyton Krebs had a, had a number of good shifts on that fourth line. Uh, you know, So th- there were a lot of chances on that. And, and you know, when it all came down to it, the, the Sharks' best player was and You feel badly for him because here's another game in which he got no run support. And he actually played well enough to give the Sharks a chance to win.
1: Which he's done all year. I, I will say about the, the goaltending of the San Jose Sharks, for the majority of this season, that has not been an issue. For the fact, for the majority of the season, they have made the saves they've, they've, need, they've had to make. They've made the saves that have been highly difficult to make. They give their team a chance. They make very timely saves. There's an exception, of course. You can go back and look at all the games and there's an exception, but goaltending's not an issue for the Sharks. It is the chances they give up. The power, or the penalty kill is, it's gotta get fixed. It's got to get fixed. They're allowed, they've allowed eight goals in the last 12 games on the penalty kill. That's gotta get better. And it's it's about, again, execution, blocking shots. It's about sticks and passing lanes. It's about blocking shots. It's about attacking and being forceful up the ice. Overall, with the sharks, the other side of it is five-on-five five offensively is where they've lost some mojo. So last game, the five-on-five
0: on five was one goal to nothing.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So five-on-five five, to me, they their entries their entries are inconsistent into the zone. If they play up against against a team that likes to stand up, they try to attack one-on-three, one-on-two, one-on-four instead of chipping behind if i know what you've got the puck we're coming up and i'm we're side by side let's say and we're we're taking on one quarter of the side of the right side of the the ice and two d men stand up if i know you're chipping it behind them i'm going if i don't know i slow down i'm hesitant because i'm wondering where's danny going with this puck but if I know you're going behind their D, I'm going in. And then you can come in support and we we can work in that chip and change. It's, it's you move the puck off the boards and you move the puck behind D, make them turn. So again, as we, you've said it before, predictable to each other, unpredictable to the offense.
0: One of the things you better be predictable about is the line changes that you talked about. Uh, I, we used to always call it, and I think we got this from Bob Hartley, who called it the circle disease. When guys would do the big loop on their way back to the bench or even playing defense, You mentioned that we've seen too much of that, rather than stopping and starting, which is a good habit to have, and making sure you race to the bench and finish off your shift. Uh, Don't stay on the ice for too long. If you're caught out there, make sure you make something happen and then get off the ice as soon as possible. They're gonna have to do that against the Blackhawks team that may not have Connor Bedard, which is a bummer, and we'll get to that in a minute. But this is a team that uh, has a number of ex-Sharks organization members that are playing. Uh, Certainly want to show up San Jose. And let's face it, this is uh, you know, a third game in a row, Ottawa first, Buffalo second, and now Chicago third, where the Sharks should look at this as a totally winnable hockey game as long as they execute properly.
1: Yeah, but they shouldn't look at it as it's just Chicago because they've got no. more wins than the San Jose Sharks. They've got 12 wins, the Sharks have 10 wins. And they've uh, scored more goals, and they've uh, allowed less goals. Luke Richardson's got that team playing with some structure. They do miss Connor Bedard, which we all do, because it was going to be fun to watch him in live in the NHL finally. But um, they've also lost Nick Foligno, the Corey Perry situation. Corey's gone, so this is a very young team. It's a team that's uh, uh, in the rebuild as much as anybody. But there are some, some x Sharks connections. It would be nice to see those guys again.
0: We'll get to that in a second. I'm expecting Blackwood today. That's what I'm expecting. But you never know. He might come back with Capo the way he played last game.
1: Yeah, back-to-backers, I think you're right. I think McKenzie's probably going to be the guy. But, again, I'm looking at that, that's okay. Fine. Let's have McKenzie come in. Either guy is, like we've said, gives the team a chance.
0: Let's talk about the Blackhawks. They're a team, as we mentioned, that has Connor Bedard on the roster. Unfortunately, though, uh, because of a little collision, he ends up with a broken jaw. He is out for six to eight weeks. He's already back on the ice, kind of demanding to get back in almost. And they're saying to him, slow down, buddy. You you have to deal with this in the right way in order to be back and better than ever. And, of course, when you come back, you have to make sure that you play the same way, which I don't have any doubt that he will. But I'm disappointed we're not going to see him because Everything that I've seen on videotape is just spectacular. The way he has a quick release, the way he gets in the position and he's not that big a guy but somehow he has a real high hockey IQ to get to where he needs to be. However, what I am excited about are the several Sharks organizational alumni that we're going to see in this game. Number one, Colin Blackwell. Uh, Like Henry Thrun, played college hockey at Harvard. Played for the San Jose Barracuda. Uh, Never made it to the NHL with the Sharks but um, has carved out a, a nice uh, AHL slash NHL career, and he is scoring some goals for this team. He's, he's feisty, he gets involved, and he's overcome a lot of injuries. Ryan Donato, a guy that's bounced around, but a really good hockey player, and somebody that I thought to, that helped the Sharks when he was here, you know that he's going to be at the top of his game. We've got Jacob Meghna, one of the great stories from last season, who became a national hockey Leagueer because he took David Quinn's advice, went back to the AHL, worked on his game got recalled, and he never went back. Well, here he is moving on from Seattle now to Chicago and playing with Connor Murphy on a pretty good defensive pair. And finally, I think this is the feel-good matchup of the game. Alex Vlasic, a native of the Chicago area. He's from Wilmette, which is a really nice area. His father is Mark Edward Vlasic's father's brother. So they're cousins. It'll be the first time that they play against each other and I think I'm really looking forward to seeing all of that. Should be a good one. The Sharks and the Chicago Blackhawks join us live on the air at 5 o'clock Pacific time for the Sharks and the Hawks on the Sharks Audio Network. Until then, that's the Morning Skate today. You've been listening to the Sharks Morning Skate. Make sure you're listening all season long to the latest Sharks news and information right here on the San Jose Sharks Audio Network.